Celtics Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPolcito, and the Celtics fall to the Utah Jazz, 118-117. This was a frustrating one. Another game where we watched the Celtics lose a 19-point lead. And as soon as, as fast as we got the lead, we threw it away. This was a frustrating loss for the Celtics. I'm going to follow today's podcast, though, same as usual. Run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows. Talk about where the Celtics stand uh, in the Eastern Conference at this point. Um, To get things started, got to give player of the game to Grant Williams. This was the Grant Williams game that we've all been waiting for. 23 points, four rebounds, two assists. It's the shooting numbers that are absolutely impressive. Eight of 16 from the field, seven of 12 from three. Really, really solid game overall for Grant in this one. And this was a game where he did not hesitate at all. And a lot of people, I already know this is a conversation because I've seen it already on Twitter, everywhere. Why is Grant Williams taking the last shot? That last shot was the exact same play that we've run pretty much every end of game scenario. Jason Tatum's in the backcourt. Jalen Brown's in the corner. It's usually Marcus Smart that goes up and gets the pass. Grant Williams went there, got the pass because Marcus Smart was not there, right? Grant, instead of turning around, giving the ball to Tatum, who started running, he saw a lane. He saw a window to the rim. He took it. It's not a bad play. It was a terrible, like, attempt of getting the the layup in. Uh, But overall, it's the right read, right? Do you want Grant Williams taking the last shot? No. But Jason Tatum wasn't much better. He was he had 15 points tonight on 4 of 12 from the field. Like another really bad performance from Jason Tatum. We'll talk about that in this one. But Grant Williams overall played a really, really good game. And it's not fair for people to be talking about that single play over the course of it. Because honestly, Jason Tatum, and we'll talk about it, Messed up a couple of shots late in the game. Two really bad shot attempts down the stretch for Jason Tatum. Uh, Grant Williams, while I'm not saying he should be the one taking the last shot, it was the right read. He saw a window to the lane. He took it. I like it. Overall, really solid game from Grant Williams. He needs to be he needs to be given some sort of credit for that. Uh, so really solid overall game for him. Outside of that, I mean, we had Jalen Brown. He played pretty well in this one, 25 points, four rebounds, six assists. The shooting numbers were solid, nine of 19 from the field, four of nine from three, got to the free throw line a couple times, three of four there. Overall, again, solid game. Most of the impact that we got out of this game came from the bench. Sam Hauser was fine. I'm not going to say it was a good game from Sam Hauser, but the bench, every single one of them was a positive in the plus minus. Every single starter was negative. And this is a game we only lost by one. Jason Tatum was a thir- was a minus 13 in a game that we lost by one. How? I don't know. But it is tough. The bench played pretty well out there today. And they all got pretty significant minutes. Sam Hauser, 14 minutes. Mascala, 22. Cornette, 26. Brogdon, 31. 
like good overall games for most of them. Six points, two rebounds, three assists, a steal from Sam Hauser. The shooting was tough, two of seven overall. Don't like to see it. Mike Muscala, though, this is a really good game, and this is the reason that the Celtics brought him in, and this is why I'm so perplexed as to why he continues to sit the bench. Eight points, six rebounds, an assist, three of five from the field, two of three from three. The guy can shoot. Why are you continuing to keep him on the bench? Like, he's very capable of being a rotational player. And obviously, this one, no Time Lord, no Al Horford. It makes sense that we're going to need to expand our big man rotation a little bit, right? Why not give him a little bit more run? Like, this was this was another example that he can go out there and play for this team, put up significant minutes, and actually put up a stat line. It's just, it's a tough... It's a tough look because, honestly, it was a really good game for Muscala. Same thing with Cornette. I mean, honestly, eight points, seven rebounds, three assists. Overall, it was solid. The one thing about Cornette's game, again, we'll talk about that. Like, he kind of messed up at the end also. Tough turnover. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, really good in this game. 16 points, five rebounds, four assists. This is the reason that you brought a guy like Malcolm Brogdon in. He's someone that can go out there, give you quality minutes at the backup point guard position, and kind of run the offense for a little bit and give you scoring. Like Overall, this is a good game for Malcolm Brogdon. The part that's so frustrating about this loss is the fact that the Celtics, from an offensive standpoint, played really well. Like, really well. 117 points. 22 of 51 from three, 43%. Obviously, it's a ton of threes, right? Anytime you're taking 51 threes, that's a lot, right? But if you're hitting it at a 43% clip, you're going to keep shooting those. Like, that's a really good three-point percentage. On top of that, they had 30 assists in this one. And that's part of the reason the three-point percentage was so high, right? 30 assists on 42 makes. Phenomenal. It's exactly what you want. And then to top that off, Celtics only had eight turnovers, right? So this is a game we shot 43% from three, 30 assists on 42 makes, and only eight turnovers. This is a game that you should win every single day of the week. And it didn't happen. Why? I want to talk about it. Before we dive into some of the negatives, though, I want to take a quick break for word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. 
Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt-in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. And to make this even sweeter, for all of you mass holes out there, DraftKings is officially live in Massachusetts. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly, win or lose, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so I want to dive through some of the negatives here. This is a tough loss, right? We lost by one. Jason Tatum, minus 13. Really tough game overall from him. 15 points, which is tough, right? He's just on a bad stretch of basketball. And obviously, he's had some good games sprinkled in there. uh, But he's just been largely inconsistent. And I don't like the whole Tatum, Jalen Brown, you know, conversation about who's better, who's not. Like, it doesn't matter. The fact is, like, they're both on our team. But there's no argument whatsoever that post-All-Star break, Jalen Brown has been largely more consistent than Jason Tatum. Largely more consistent. That can't continue to happen, though. I'm not saying that one's better than the other. We need them both. And we need them both to be at a playing at a high level. And right now, Tatum isn't. Like 4 of 12 tonight, 3 of 8 from 3, which actually isn't terrible. But overall, why are you taking 12 shots? And why are you only hitting them at 33%? Like he only took 4 shots that were not 3s in this one. He was 1 of 4 from everything besides 3. This is an issue. And it's something that the Celtics have been dealing with. Since the All-Star break, Jason Jason Tatum needs to get out of this funk, and he needs to get out fast. The Celtics have 10 games left, and right now Jason Tatum is playing the worst basketball of the season, and this is not the right time for that. Uh, We talked about all of the good things that the Celtics did in this one. Obviously, Jason Tatum was not part of most of the good things. Did have six assists in this one. Give him credit there. But you got to be better. You have to be better. And part of this game that, again, gets frustrating, we've seen it time and time again, where Jason Tatum gets the ball down the stretch despite where he's, how he's playing during that game. We see Jalen Brown often get put in a corner, and Jason Tatum's the one that gets the ball. And we saw it even in that last play. We talked about it a little bit already. We ran the same late-game play drawn up where Jason Tatum's in the backcourt. And Jalen Brown's just over in a corner. And Jason Tatum was not having a good game. He shouldn't have been the one getting the ball. And honestly, I'm kind of glad that Grant did what he did. Because Jason Tatum didn't deserve any credit for potentially winning a game. Obviously, I I would rather a Tatum or Brown get that shot. But Grant played really well in this one. And he made the right read. Uh, Outside of that, though, Jason Tatum took two terrible shots down the stretch. 
terrible shots. Very, very heavily contested fadeaway baseline jumper that he missed. And then he also had a horrible pull-up three. Again, I understand he was trying to get the shot off before the 24 seconds. They were trying to do a two-for-one at the end. It didn't work, right? Clanked the three. So two big shots and two big opportunities that Jason Tatum could not capitalize on, which is tough, right? Uh, The biggest issue in tonight's loss, though, obviously, again, offensively, the Celtics played great. Jason Tatum did not, but the team as a whole played really well in the offensive end. So how did the Celtics lose? We lost from offensive rebounding, right? We lost because we gave up 17 offensive rebounds. It led to a million second-chance points. And all that's doing is putting the Celtics at a disadvantage because of those 17 offensive rebounds. The Utah Jazz took 97 shot attempts compared to our 88. And when you're doing that, you're giving up opportunities. What happens when a team gets an offensive rebound is you're giving them an extra possession and you're essentially taking one away from you because there's only so many possessions in a game. One extra is going to Utah and not Boston. And it was reflected in the game score here. Like, there's a reason that the Celtics lost despite playing so well on the offensive end. We could not rebound. We got out-rebounded 56-40 to in this game. 17 offensive rebounds given up to the Jazz. Like, this is an issue. And it's something that the Celtics have dealt with at a a couple games. I'm not going to say overall this season because, honestly, they're one of the better defensive rebounding teams in the NBA. But this is a huge, huge issue tonight. And it has been a huge issue in a couple games. Uh, Overall, the Celtics just need to be better down the stretch. And we saw again tonight, I talked about it with the Jason Tatum, like shot selection late in the game. They need to get guys involved. They need to stop, like, I don't know. On a defensive standpoint, they need to be better overall in general. Right, offensively, shot selection better down the stretch absolutely needs to be. Right, like this was a game where the Celtics were up seven uh, with minutes left, like a couple minutes left. So this is something the Celtics absolutely should have closed out, but they didn't. Like we were up 111-104 with four and a half left. We were up 114-108 with two and a half left, and the Celtics just let the Jazz come in, do their thing, and defensively, we couldn't stop them. That's the issue that we're running into. That's the part that's so frustrating about this game. We outscored the Jazz 34-24 in the first quarter. The Jazz outscored us every single quarter after that. 33-30 to in the second, 31-27 to in the third, 30-26 to in the fourth. We got outscored in three straight quarters, Still only lost by one, but that's obviously a a huge red flag because it shows that the Celtics really didn't do much past that, right? We gave up 30-plus points in three straight quarters, so defensively, we just could not stop them, and that's an issue. Obviously, I understand Robert Williams isn't there. Marcus Smart isn't there. You've got your two best defenders not playing. Al Horford who's been a really solid defender, also didn't play. I get it. There are excuses that you can make. You still have very capable defenders on this team. Jason Tatum, very good defender. Jalen Brown, 
good defender. Malcolm Brogdon, good defender. Derek White, good defender. All of these guys can still play. And they need to be better in these spots. This isn't a game like where you can go out and let the Jazz shoot 42% from three. Like They also had 29 assists. They also only turned the ball over seven times. So the Celtics just need to be better on a defensive end. And right now, this isn't the time of the year that you want to see all of these regressions. Again, we've got 10 games left in the season. And at this point, the Celtics in the standings are like neck and neck with everybody. We're two games behind Milwaukee for first place in the Eastern Conference. With only 10 games left, Milwaukee has 12. It's possible to get the one seed. It's possible. Not probable, but possible. Right? Philly, technically, from a win percentage standpoint, is in second place now. The Celtics fell back to third. With that being said, you know, they've played less games than us. They've played two less games. They're 48 and 22. We're 49 and 23. So, like, we're actually both two games back from Milwaukee. But from a percentage perspective, they're in second place. Now, if the season were to end today and we were both two games back of Milwaukee, the Celtics would be in second place because we own the tiebreaker with Philly. So, we do have a little bit of leeway on that end. But Philly's also playing really good basketball right now. Nine and one in their last 10. We're five and five in our last 10. Again, not the time of the year that you want to be regressing. So it's, it's a tough, it's a tough uphill battle. If you're the Celtics at this point, there's a lot of things that the Celtics need to fix at this point. And there's not a lot of time to do it. Obviously health is a huge factor. We need to get healthy. We need Robert Williams healthy and playing at the level that you know we've seen him play at. Because the Celtics are a different team when he's out there. On both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively, the Celtics are a much better team when he's on the court. And despite some people saying that his offensive game is garbage, and he, or just he doesn't have an offensive game, it doesn't change the fact that the Celtics are better offensively when he's out there. So you can look at all the numbers, you can look at the way he plays, but the Celtics as a team plays better on that end when he's out there. So all of these things need to come together in the next 10 games. We need a healthy team because not healthy, this team, I mean, all year we've preached depth, right? We've won because of depth. When we're not healthy, all that's doing is putting the Celtics back in a a situation where we have a six, eight-man rotation. That's it. You can't have Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, Al Horford out. Obviously, Al Horford was out because this is the second night of a back-to-back. That doesn't happen in the playoffs, right? So he's not going to be missing games because of that. But you're still in a position where you need Robert Williams and Marcus Smart. So at this point, this is, again, really frustrating loss overall. And it's just, it's a situation you just don't want to see the Celtics continue to play 500 basketball. So, I don't know. Tough overall loss, but that's where we're going to wrap things up for today. Uh, if you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter, at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, and our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. 
know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?